Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. Ninja. What the hell are ninja? This is really beginning to get on my tits. You have found it. This is You Have Offended This Podcast. We are the biggest, the baddest, and the best martial arts movie podcast kicking around these parts of the internet. My name is Mike McCarran, and with me, as always, is a man who will occasionally let his stunt double just do normal scenes for him when he doesn't feel like it, Chad Lindsay. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> yes, I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah, that was a really fucked up scene that we'll talk about later, that where the stunt double is scene. clearly clearly and not during a stunt like i think that's the first time that i've seen a stunt double just doubling as a stand-in that they just clearly did not give a fuck about or the editor didn't notice in the in the edit i don't know how the fuck you couldn't notice it because it's like yeah. <laughs> the guy's oh, literally yeah. face yeah. onto the fucking camera <laughs> yeah yeah it's not even from behind no. it's like it's so <laughs> fucked up it's the most blatant unnecessary use of a stunt double i think i've ever seen like i i really don't think i've seen a worse use of a stunt double unless you count the cgi steven seagal face inside the motorcycle helmet in whatever the fuck movie that was oh my fuck Do you remember yes, that yes where they yeah that dude driving around on a motorcycle and they cgi'd steven seagal's <laughs> face inside the helmet and it if if anyone hasn't seen that, it fucking looks exactly like you're thinking. Like, it looks exactly how it does in your mind. <laughs> That's the That was the worst use of CGI in film history, I think. We need to find that movie and do that at some point. Yeah. But anyway, we're talking now about American Ninja Part 2, The Confrontation. We covered Part 1. Did we do that in Season 1 or Season 2? I'm lost now. That was Season 1. Season yeah. 1. Yeah, so we, we covered that one where we get the relationship between Joe and Jackson built up. And this is the continuation of that uh, relationship, but moved to a different place. This was uh, written by the guy who actually plays the villain, Leo. He plays uh, the lion, Gary Conway. He wrote the original screenplay of this. And he apparently wanted Joe and Jackson to have a martial arts school, sort of post-military career. And somewhere in the states inner city kind of thing and then have to beat up a bunch of people in there but they had to rewrite the entire thing with a, another guy named james booth because once they found out they had to film in south africa he was like well we can't fake south africa to look like an yeah. inner city american yeah. city so <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were like fuck there's, there's a lot of things you can do but you know you can't so can't do but that. this one this one's not bad like again for the people that actually like martial arts films i actually love martial arts films and specifically the ninja films there's some people that actually claim that this film american ninja 2 is better than the original film and mm, yeah i'm not one of those people but i i can in some ways see their point but i actually think that the story of the first film i i just think it's a better story and i think it's in some ways executed a bit better but the the, the first one's always really going to be the best one for me like it really is yeah and you know no disrespect for anybody that you know likes this one better um i just i just didn't quite connect with this one the same way i connected with the first one 
like at all. Yeah, well, this one's goofier, and I mean, it's it's the same story. It's the same story, dude. They just took it and well, moved yeah. it to a different yeah. location. <laughs> they did. It's the fucking same story. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, they even have a white suited bad guy with a ninja yeah. master. Yeah, of course. Like, it's the same thing, and it ends with a, a massacre at the compound. Like, it's it's the same story, but this one's goofier. There are some intentionally comedic moments in this one, whereas I think the first one. I don't think there was any real intentional comedic moments. No, they played that first one really straight. But like when, you know, when we, we had our quick phone call before we started the recording, like we talked about, you know, there's a scene where a bunch of people jump on Jackson and he stands up and they go flying and they, they actually have the bowling pin (laughs) falling down fully. Like, bowling pin like a, like a, a like somebody somebody gets a strike like, it's a body but you know <laughs> as far as i'm concerned like you know these 1980s ninja films like were really for teenage boys and we fucking loved it like if there was a movie and ninja was in the title we rented it like this was oh, a huge yeah. part of being a teen in the 80s and it's a, it's a fun it's a fun thing it was fun going back here the more i watched it though the more i found myself thinking about the original film yeah well i mean they slashed the budget as canon is wont to do for their sequels i think american ninja had a seven hundred thousand dollar budget this one they cut that in half it was three hundred thousand dollars so they, they were trying to make more money off of this that's why they filmed in south africa because of the tax rebates and shit at the apartheid time so this movie is uh, fuck I, I can't say it's better because again i'm in the same camp that you are i like the first one better but I find this one, I find a lot of joy in this one because of how stupid it is. The plot makes no sense. It It is self-contradictory in many instances. <laughs> yes, yeah. And that's, <laughs> and in a lot of ways, that's kind of the charm. Like, you know, we talked before where we said, I just need the storyline to be good enough to get these guys from fight scene to fight scene. And that's... yeah. And that's fine for a low-budget film. It's bad when you're dealing with a film like, you know, Mortal Kombat. Like, you're just like, what the fuck is going on? I'm really pissed off. But for these canon low-budget films, I think you, even as a kid, I think you understand that these are low-budget films. And, you know, there's going to be mistakes. There's going to be goofs. There's going to be all kinds of errors. But that just adds to the charm of the film. Yeah, it really does. It really does. So in this movie, dude, we get... (laughs) Right off the bat, kind of a, a fight scene between these three Marines, who I initially, when they're zipping down this highway, I thought it was Jackson and Joe on their motorbikes because of the <laughs> the jump that we talked about in part one, where Joe jumps yeah. out of the fucking Marines. I think that might be another that, that might be another reason why I love part one so much because <laughs> Joe does that motorcycle stunt where he jumps a fucking street bike over a wall of a military base which turns into a dirt bike midair and then when it fucking lands he smashes his teeth off the fucking handlebars it's fucking glorious man it's amazing and even the approach like he's shifting and sliding like peewee herman trying to ride off into the sunset it's it's dope but yeah we get these three guys driving down the road we get the we get the opening logos and graphics we get the staff and then they pull up to this uh they pull up to this shit bar in this shit town and go inside and suddenly there's trouble, which there always is. There always is. We got this opening fight scene here with these three, we find out, Marines. 
and these local tough guys come in and start a fight with them. And as they start to fight, one of the three Marines kind of slinks off and hides behind a, a post in the bar. And these tough guys beat the fuck out of these other two Marines. And once they're unconscious, the big main guy opens the back door and two black clad like yeah there's yeah. no reason for these ninjas to be dressed like ninjas right well, like in this bar they should blend and just dress like tourists like they're taking their drunk friends out to the fucking car right? i know i know that they have to reveal that the ninja are behind it but it fucking makes no sense that the ninjas are in this dirty storeroom behind a fucking hick bar <laughs> in this unnamed town the entire time so one of the things that you know, it, it's it's kind of like in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 90 when, you know, they're stealing wallets and then a guy hands a wallet to Shredder. Like, Shredder is still on that fucking level that <laughs> he's fucking, you know, <laughs> receiving the fucking pickpocketed goods. But, I mean, it's it's not bad. It's, I mean, obviously you're trying to tell a story quickly and get things going. So, you know, it's 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 a half-decent way to let the audience know that there's criminal activity going on, people are getting kidnapped, and ninjas are behind it. So, again simplicity yeah. and it's at its best really yeah i mean you gotta you gotta show ninjas it just it makes me laugh when ninjas are supposed to be you know masters of disguise and they're oh, fucking fuck. dressed like ninjas in a bar do you know yeah. what i mean like it's fucking and that's the, it makes that's no the sense. thing like they had no budget do you remember in the daylight in uh the hunted the ninjas during the day <laughs> yes. wore you know they wore those cream colored uh ninja outfits these guys are running around in black ninja outfits later on a white sand fucking beach like you know they they are not the masters of uh hiding no they are not so these guys go missing and we get the introduction here uh in uh, joe and jackson arriving on this i'm guessing it's supposed to be some caribbean island or whatever the fuck and they're for some reason immediately suspicious of their surroundings i mean i guess they're sent here to to solve a problem or whatever but as soon as they get off the plane, Joe's like, what do you think about this place? And Jackson's like side-eyeing yeah. everybody and fucking yeah. mad-dogging yeah. people like, I don't know, man. I don't fucking like this place. Like, yeah. <laughs> but the two uh, the two Marines come up and pick uh, pick them up here. We got uh, Tommy Taylor picking them up with Charlie. And they're being kind of dicks to them right off the bat. But anyway, they get to the office. The office. I think this is supposed to be a, a an embassy on this island but it looks like a rented giant bed and breakfast yeah i mean camp or yeah, it's, like it's a bit <laughs> it's a bit strange but this is where we meet the commander wild bill which wild bill is also a gi joe character so but yeah he, well, he goes looks through, like by the way <laughs> he does i think they modeled him after but he's got a glorious mustache and <laughs> And I thought he looked like a Southern California Frank Zappa. Just the way he does his lines, he's just kind of like, hey, guys. Like, it's pretty fucked up the way that he kind of delivers his lines to these guys. But he says, like, I don't know who you are, I don't know what you want, and I don't know how you got here. <laughs> but then he proceeds to say that he was in trouble and asked for help because people are going missing and they were sending yeah. <laughs> people to help him and he sent two guys to the airport to pick these guys up so you know his three yeah. quid i don't know who you are i don't know what you want and i don't know how you got I asked here my superior officers for help because my marines were going missing and i sent two guys to the airport to pick these guys up to but pick you I don't up know who the fuck you guys are what the fuck you is going like... on it's <laughs> but essentially so yeah dumb. The, the marines are going missing and they're always going missing when Taylor is around. Taylor just escapes the problem 
every single time. He's just lucky that way. Yeah, it's really fucking dumb. Like, that's a huge plot hole. I've had five Marines go missing, and it's weird that that Taylor guy's with him all the time. But whatever, (laughs) I'm going to overlook that. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then this is the scene where when Wild Bill dismisses them, they turn, and it's not Michael Dudikoff. It is the room. not. It is clearly not Michael Dudikoff. And it's worse like than... he's literally facing the fucking camera. It's worse than the motorcycle scene. Because in the motorcycle scene, you can see it's not him, but at least it's a long shot, right? At least you're far away. This, the camera, yes. it's a medium shot. Like, you, he fucking turns and it's like, hey, that's not Joe. Who the fuck is that Who's guy? Who's that guy? <laughs> yeah. Where'd Joe go? Who's that guy? <laughs> fucking Joe's been kidnapped and replaced. Like... <laughs> This is a movie about Wild Bill. You know, we'll learn that people are getting kidnapped and repurposed. You're a terrible commanding officer, sir. But anyway, they leave, and Charlie invites Joe and Jackson here to go water skiing. And they go out. uh, The fucking other Marine's not friendly. Like, Tommy's not shaking their hand and being a douchebag. They go out water skiing here, and they're going to... I don't know why they have to go for a fucking 20-minute boat ride to go water skiing. Like, you can do that anywhere, right? They can do that right in front of the embassy, but, no, he takes Right in front of the embassy. He takes them out a little further. Well, like, they all have time to fucking fall asleep. Like, they go far enough that the boys all pass the fuck out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So, I don't know where they went, but once they get sufficiently uh, asleep, the other Marines, Tommy sabotages the boat by unplugging whatever electrical system they have to do which makes the boat stop and then he's like oh oh everybody wakes up when the boat stops and everybody's like i don't know the fuck the boat stopped this is so weird did you not see the side eye that he was doing though beforehand like (laughs) like if ever you wanted to make somebody look suspicious tommy fucking (laughs) nails it here because he just kind of looks everybody's asleep but he still kind of suspiciously undoes the electrical wires yeah, and, and biting his to the side. Like, <laughs> oh, it's fucking awesome. And they get to the the the, the beach here. They're like, oh, we should just, you know, paddle over to that beach and figure out what's going on. And they start taking the engine apart, and they're like, oh, it all looks okay. And Joe's, again, side-eyeing Tommy, like, this motherfucker's doing something. He's up to some shit. And they look at the engine for, I don't know, a minute and then they're like, well, looks fine to me. Let's go for a swim, guys. Fuck it. Let's take off. <laughs> yeah. Three guys fuck off and go for a swim. And Joe and Jackson are like, uh, really? We're not going to try and fix this anymore? <laughs> like, Yeah. We're just stuck yeah. here for the rest of the week. Uh, and Jackson goes for a swim with them. And Joe's like, I'm going to stick here and uh, look around on the beach a little bit, you guys. And then he's like to Jackson, hey, keep, keep an eye on Taylor. That guy's fucking weird. Yeah, something's going on with Taylor, man. Don't like that Taylor ass clown. So the boys leave, and Joe goes up on the beach. And as you previously mentioned, Joe strolls up the beach, and five fucking black-clad ninjas are running along this white sand beach like it's a fucking Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition. Yeah, yeah. And Joe's like, oh, oh, oh my god. And he runs up the beach and hides behind these boulders, and we get our first sort of real actual fight scene here between Joe and these. Before we get the actual fight scene, the thing that's incredible is... There's like this rock cliff face and Joe just kind of scampers around and he's up on top of these rocks. And that's when these five ninjas do that human ninja ladder, which actually is really, really good. Like 
you know, you, you might say what you want about this film, but this is so dope. So one ninja runs, presses his body flat against the rock. Ninja runs up behind him, kind of climbs up on top of his shoulders. Third ninja comes in, climbs the two of them and stands on both of their shoulders. And they basically build this ninja ladder. And then the guy who goes up last, top grabs their arms, and basically they all walk up the side of this thing. It looked really fucking good. Like... That whoever came up with that idea, that was fucking solid. Like that looked that that really impressed me when I was a kid, and it impressed me on my rewatch. Yeah, it was cool. Apparently, the stunt team had to do that a bunch of times because they kept falling over and like looking unsteady and not making it and stuff. But, oh, I can imagine. Man, kudos to them for doing it because I, I we chatted about this briefly earlier on a phone call. I don't think I've ever seen that before. I don't think I've seen it before or since. Yeah. So kudos to them. That was like that was a cool move. There's some very canon esque fight scene issues going on here with with these with Dudikoff flipping guys off the rock over him and they land safely and dive roll out of it and then are for some reason unconscious. Yes, it's like the stuff with Dudikoff isn't bad. Like it's not bad at all, but it's kind of like the fight choreography that you would get on an episode of like Magnum or the A Team. Like it's, yes. it's, it's better than that. I'm not trying to insult it by any means. It's, it's, it's hokey choreography, but it's fun. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's enjoyable. Yeah. It looks like an episode of Magnum. Like this could totally be a special episode, you know, to be continued episode of Magnum PI where yeah. ninjas invade Hawaii. Yeah. Cause they used to do shit like that. <laughs> yeah. They would totally do shit like that. <laughs> you know, once the ninja craze <laughs> came along. Yeah. Oh, they did it on Miami Vice. <laughs> Right? Yeah, ninjas invade Miami. Like, they did that shit. There's a scene here where one of the ninjas jumps off onto uh, Michael Dudikoff, and, or he throws something up, and I think he hits the guy, and the guy falls down. But as he dive rolls, you can see the sword in his scabbard bend around behind him because it's rubber. <laughs> it's fucking funny, man. Like, there's some really fun stuff in here that's just stupid, but it made me laugh when I was watching it. The stuff, the well, stuff with Steve James is good. Yeah, Steve James, they, they come back... They come back from the boat and Steve James is jacked and he's just wearing these little tiny red shorts and nothing else. So he is just ripped fucking fuck. ripped. And yeah. he's he's like, where the fuck is Joe? And he runs off picking up some sort of uh, stick with a hook on it for the boat. And he runs out and a ninja just fucking pops out to fight him. And he is not surprised at all. He's just like, okay, now we're doing this, yeah. all right? I'm fighting a ninja yeah. on a beach, okay? Like, <laughs> he's right away. He's not, he's not surprised in the least. He just drops down into a horse stance, holds that stick out, and just starts fighting. Yeah. With, a, with, that, with that Steve James playful half-smile on his face that he does really well. Like, he's got a lot of charisma and really, really makes these movies. He does, man. Steve James is awesome. I love that dude. I wish he was still around. And that concludes part one of the podcast. Come back tomorrow for part two, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for three, four, and the exciting conclusion, part five. If you would like to get the full podcasts again, go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast to become a patron. For as low as $5 a month, you can get all of our full podcasts on Sunday night before everybody else. If you don't want to do that, you can go to offendedpodcast.com and you can buy some merchandise there. That'll give us a little bit of a help and it'll also give you something cool to rep the podcast that you know you love. You can also follow us on our social media. So go to Twitter at YHOTP, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. You can just search You Have Offended This Podcast. Leave us your film recommendations there. Anything you want to see, we are open to as long as it has kick and punching and some violence. 
So we'd love to hear from you. Please engage with us. Please leave us a review anywhere you download your podcast. That would be greatly appreciated. If you could, please also recommend us to your friends, family, loved ones, hated ones. We will take recommendations anywhere we can get them. Thanks once again for listening, and you have offended this podcast. We'll be back in your ears soon.